how does it make you feel when you hear that word? Have you heard it from church before? Is it just for religious people? Or you don't have to have faith to believe in blessings, to believe in miracles. Are they the same thing? Well, a couple years ago, um, I'm not really sure the exact date, but I was studying in my word, and I believe, actually, it was from a song, and it was just talking about how unity was precious, like the dew on the mountain. And at the end of that song, it's only like six verses, so very short. At the end of the song, it basically was saying that it was like precious as the oil that ran down the from the top of Aaron's beard all the way down to the bottom of his feet. And at the very end, it says that the Lord is commanding of a sacrifice and a blessing, I believe. I have to look it up to get <laughs> to get the exact wording. But what came to me through just so many different trials and tribulations, especially in our marriage. Oh my gosh. Whew. Yes, y'all. In our marriage. So many trials, so many tribulations. It's like we get a little break and then boom, here comes something else back to back and I came to the revelation or the Lord gave me this revelation that to obtain a blessing is really after a sacrifice it's a sacrificial thing it's something hard painful that you went through then the blessing comes and it's not Sometimes you hear preaching and it can be cliche, but this this is not a cliche at all. It's the truth. You probably heard before or something like it. God gave Job double for his trouble. Um, I don't like saying stuff like that, but if God requires you, let's think about Joseph, to suffer a significant amount or in a significant way because of the blessing that you're going to receive is putting you in a place that you have to have strong character so you don't turn from God, so you don't become full of pride, so you don't get comfortable in your riches and receive the glory all to yourself like you are God, so you don't rely too heavily on your resources, on your money. God has to put you through something. So come on, y'all. So you don't forget them. So when the money come, it's like, oh, that's great. That's what I needed. That's a wonderful blessing. Thank you. However, that does not erase the pain that I just experienced. That doesn't take away from all the losses that I just had. It helps. It's beautiful. But there's still a wound in the scar that I have because of the sacrifice I just made. And so there's a bit of a balance there. I have 
a beautiful blessing, but I still remember the sacrifice. And that's where God wants us and needs us to be in a humble state. Hey guys, thank you for coming back to another episode. I am Sharice Antoinette, the host of this amazing podcast, My Beautiful Book Balls. Oh my goodness, you are in for a nice one. (laughs) If y'all enjoyed that intro, ladies, please get ready. Go ahead and share it. Like, Let everybody know. Y'all need to turn this up as loud as it can go. She about to go in. So, if you're new, hello. I want to welcome you. Thank you for turning me on. I hope that you stay. I hope you become a fan. And just be in a group of like-minded women. Here, we have a loving spirit. Here, we are about our grind. Come on. We are all about not only just seeking God, but putting his wisdom to use. That is a part of my four foundational principles, the my, the beautiful, the book, and the boss. If you want to know more about that, please go back to the earlier videos. I dedicated an entire podcast series. I believe it's five altogether, including the intro, but it breaks down my philosophy here. Okay, real quick. My is just an invitation because I want you to come along. And I definitely want you to invite other people. Two is the beautiful. Beautiful is not just our appearance. It really is a spirit. It is a character. Our God is beautiful. He created us to be beautiful. Okay? That means you are healthy. You are strong. You are reliant on him. When you have that glow From the inside, it comes out on the outside. So that is beautiful. Number three, book is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You know, the Bible says that wisdom, it is. Let me say that again. I didn't even finish. Wisdom is more precious and it is better than rubies. It is better than silver and it's better than gold. Okay? We need some wisdom, y'all. And we definitely need wisdom if we're going to be leading our households. So that takes me to number four and that is boss. I want you to take back responsibility and control over what God has given you to do. If that's your purpose, if that's your family, if that's your children, your spouse, and I don't mean in a bossy way. Oh no, this is all about God. Biblical femininity and womanhood is what I teach. So how does God want us to act? How did he create a beautiful woman? Submission is in there, right? Submit to your husband. And submit to God. And not only that, a godly woman is a wise woman. A godly woman takes care of her family. A godly woman prepares for the winter. She doesn't just wait until it sneaks up on her. And a godly woman is quiet, is humble, is meek. She definitely is hospitable. She is loving. She is kind. And this is what I desire to be. I want to be 
a godly woman. And so if that sounds good to you, you are in the right place. You are welcome into the beautiful Book Boss family. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. And to all of my soldiers out there who've been hanging with me since the beginning, do y'all know it's about to be a year? Come on, ladies. Let's celebrate now. Yes, it is going to be a year, January 1st. I'm not exactly sure that I started January 1st, but I will say is that I started at the beginning of the new year because I did the 10-day challenge. So we're going to do it again. Don't worry about it. If you're just hearing that for the first time and you're like, I want to do the challenge, ladies, it's coming up. In a few short months, we're going to do the challenge together. So I'm so excited about that. Let's go ahead and get into today's podcast. So in the beginning, we opened up with blessings and just trying to figure out what exactly is a blessing. Have we heard of it before? What comes to mind when we talk about blessings? And I'm not even going to lie, you guys. I wasn't very familiar with blessing. I've heard the word, but, you know, if you ask me what was a blessing, I don't know, a car. Um, I don't know, you know, but to be honest with you, blessings can be anything that God gives you. So God can give you a car, no doubt. Um, and actually he gave us quite a few cars. They were not spanking brand new. So it wasn't like a materialistic thing. However, we needed it. Um, we had a minor car accident, but it was big enough where the car was totaled. And so I needed a vehicle. I had a one, maybe she was like two years old at the time. I had a two-year-old. You know, we live in a town by ourselves. Nobody, the closest people that was around was my um, boyfriend at the time, which is my husband now. He was two hours away. Okay. And my family, they were like three hours away. So for that instant, you can understand, like, yeah, that was a blessing to receive a car. I didn't have no money to get it. My parents, Lord, I'm just so happy that he blessed them to have enough money. And they gave me a vehicle. They found one gave it to me. But they did this more than once. I remember when that particular vehicle I'm talking about, it was so cute, y'all. It was a two-door Honda. And when that two-door Honda was totaled, they gave me another vehicle. But after that, when our family started to grow, mm-hmm, yeah, we didn't have room for tiny cars anymore. And we, again, didn't have money to get a new vehicle. They gave us a van. And so I have three children. It's me and my husband. What am I going to do with these little babies? My oldest is like four, maybe five. My other two, maybe two years old, and then a newborn. No car. How long? You know, like, I'm not saying I can't do it, but in the situation, like, can we agree that it's a blessing someone gave us a car? And so, 
I want us to understand what blessings are. Number one, blessings are very uncomfortable. Why? You probably like, Sharice, be quiet. You always saying something off the wall. But ladies, it's true. <sighs> blessings are uncomfortable. Why? Because it's something you cannot do for yourself. It's something you have to depend on God using someone else. Or God doing something like, I don't want to say magically, but, you know, the same way that he fed, I believe it was the prophet Elijah with the ravens. You know, I don't want to say magical, but come on. He sent birds to give him bread. Do you ever see a bird just come by and give you bread? They may take bread from you, <laughs> but that's my point. When God does something... And it is a blessing, a true blessing. It is very uncomfortable. Because you're trying to figure out how can I get it? What in the world am I going to do? And you got to believe God. You got to believe him. You got to believe that you're going to be all right. And let me tell y'all, when I got that van, it was messing up. Like a month or two later, it was messing up. It was going out. And at that moment, I remember I was at the hospital. I said, I am not going to allow fear to take over me. And I started praying and I laid hands on that van. And I said, you were a blessing to us. And my Bible says that blessings add no sorrow. So whatever is going on with you and this engine and, you know, the car working, not working, I rebuke it right now because God gave us you, you know, God gave you to us and we need you. It's not time for you to go out. I don't know what happened, y'all. I don't know how long I had the van after that, but I wasn't playing. And the reason why I took that approach, <laughs> no, I'm not all the way crazy, but I took that approach because I was reading my Bible and I was reading where God, I never, I know God is speaking to me because I've never ran across these passages in my life. I've only been saved for 12 years. I have not read the entire Bible yet till this day. And some passages like Leviticus, Numbers, I don't know what it's talking about. So if God take me to Numbers and then all of a sudden the light bulb come on, I know he's talking to me. And not just speaking like I'm speaking to you, but he's talking to me a specific message at that moment. And I need to listen to it. He's telling me something. And so at that particular time when the man was acting weird, right? I took that approach because I was reading things like God said he's the one that promotes and he's the one that demos come on he's the one that rises someone to a greater uh, position or power and he also removes someone into a lower position or power this is what my God was telling me when my van was trying to go out the van that we just got and I believe at that time, my husband, either he was still looking for a job or he just found one. And his pay 
was way under from what he was making just a few short months ago. Three kids. I'm not joking. So, in that moment, I had to make a decision. Am I just going to (laughs) cry? Am I going to call my mom and my daddy up and say, oh, mom, dad, the car y'all just brought us, yeah, it's going out. No, I did not. Maybe I felt like it, but I didn't. I decided to take God at his word. He told me, and I tell him that. I said, Lord, you showed me, you led me to the scripture. I never read the scripture in my life. You are telling me you are going to promote us and having problems with vehicles. So to the point where we can't even go anywhere, that's not a promotion. So something is wrong. Either your word is wrong or my situation. And I choose to believe the situation is wrong, not the word. And so... Either we truly about to get another upgrade, we just got this upgrade, or, you know, the band going to just fix itself. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on. So, the reason why I came up with this topic today is the fact that me and my daughter was in school, and she's reading this book, Forged by Fire, I can't remember the lady's name, but she is so good, (laughs) y'all. Woo! She is an excellent writer. Well, anyways, um, Forged by Fire. And it's about this teenage boy. And he's living with his auntie. And like chapter three, his mom comes back. And he's asking, you know, all these questions. And he's confused. Like, why is she coming back now? What she want? You know, she went to jail, you guys. Um, The book doesn't say why she went to jail and how long and all of that stuff. But she went to jail. And when she got out, she was out for a year before she came to see him. So he's upset. Again, it's like he's upset. She wants to come see him. But he's upset she didn't come immediately. You know, isn't it like kind of, I don't want to say wrong, but... We can do that. Which one is it? You mad I came or you mad I didn't come? So anyways, she didn't come because she was trying to get herself together. You know, you can imagine you got this teenage boy. So when you come out, it's not like you got time to figure it out or just waste time. So she had to find a job. She had to find a place and she had to do that. So it took about a year. And when she came to visit him, she came with this strange man and this strange little girl. And so he finds out that she's married and she has a daughter in jail. She was pregnant. Nobody knew. She told her aunt, um, the woman that she was staying with, and she never told the boy. She was waiting for the right time or maybe she just wanted, you know, to give that dignity to his mother to let her tell her son you know the situation so anyways this is the part and if y'all have ever read this book y'all gonna know what I'm saying if you haven't read the book you definitely want to read it 
Um, like I mentioned, I'm reading it with my daughter. She's in seventh grade. She's She just turned 12. And so she's read it many times to herself. I think she started reading that book last year. And she was like, it's so good, Mom. <laughs> so now I'm getting to experience this. But what happened as soon as the mom came, the auntie passed away. And it made me think about, okay, the timing, the timing of God. And I think this story is made up, but I think you guys can relate. The timing of God. He was already having, I don't want to say trauma, but some type of tragic moment, some type of tragic experience when his mom was coming back into his life. She wanted to take him from his aunt and he found peace with his aunt. He found someone that he could trust. And now the person, I think it's more so who it was. It was supposed to be his mother. It's just not living up to... I guess the standards of that word. And so it's really tearing his heart a little bit when she does things. It really cuts them deep. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? So when she came back into his life, it felt like his world was crashing down. He like, no, I'm staying with my auntie. You haven't been here. But then guess what? Now the boy don't have a choice because his aunt passed away. And that's what I'm talking about, the timing. He, if it wasn't for his mother, and even though his, that man she was with was trifling, he, he didn't want the boy. It was like he was sending mixed messages. They talked about it, but when she was telling him that the aunt passed away, he was like, well, that ain't my fault. You know, all this other stuff. You know I don't want him here. Uh, I don't know. He He's just crazy, y'all. Even though he trifling, the boy still needed somewhere to live. The boy needed somewhere to go. So, he went there. And at first, he was hesitant of the little girl. But his aunt, before she passed away, um, they spent the whole day together. And she basically... Was the reason how him and his little sister got close. Because cause she was like, you don't know what she went through. And he found out for himself that she was going through her own trauma, her own trials, her own tribulations. And so it really made me think of blessings and sacrifice. We have not read the end of the book. I hope it gets better for both of them. Um, because that little girl was, was really going through, um, abuse and she needed a savior. She needed someone to rescue her. So again, the timing, I thought the story was about the young man, the teenager, but when he went with his mother he was able to rescue his sister. 
And so this, it's like it's all tied together. God usually has more than one reason why he does something. His placement is perfect. His timing is perfect. We can't see every detail. We only see the surface level. And we're trying to figure out this and place that and understand what's going on over here. And and try to question and say, well, how come it didn't happen last year? I thought I was going to get the break breakthrough this month. You know, all of these questions. Well, how come when I started that business, it didn't work out? Well, Lord, you told me go to the job, but the job was awful. Like, you don't know what God was doing at that moment. I'm thinking of an example. Paul went to jail. Why? Why he get beat up, y'all? Right? Paul probably asked God. Or maybe he knew because he knew God's ways by this time. God told him, go into that town. He just preaching like normal. Got beat up, sent to jail. And at this point, I would have been like, Lord, I know I heard you wrong because I'm in jail now. I Come on, God. How in the world you tell me to come here? But the thing was, the jailer and his household got saved. Y'all remember that? Look it up. Look, look it up. I'm not kidding. The jailer and his whole family was saved. When Paul was on that boat as a prisoner, he, God gave him a revelation and he prophesied. He said, if we go, you know, we're going to run into a storm and it ain't going to be good. It's going to be, you know, the boat going to be destroyed. Like, we're going to die. Basically, that's how bad the storm was. It was almost like a hurricane. That's how the word, that the Hebrew word described this particular storm was a daggone hurricane. They out there in the middle of it because they couldn't see it coming. So, when Paul was telling the driver, the captain, the sailor, he said, I know what God told me and shared with me. He said, don't travel. So I'm just letting you know, we don't need to go out here on, on this water. And the captain said, I'm El Capteon. I make the decisions around here and I'm looking and there are no clouds around. Is We're good. We're going we're gonna to sail. Well, he got trapped in the middle of a hurricane. A worst storm you can be in, in in the water. Come on now, in the ocean. You can't fight water and win, like my husband say. Well, the thing is, is that God prophesied to him, and he prophesied to them again. Or God gave him a revelation, he prophesied to them. He said, now one soul is going to be lost. Y'all, that ship was destroyed they were floating on the pieces of wood that were broken that's how bad that storm was and they was able to sail on the pieces of wood to the nearby piece of land god carried them with those waves to the land even in their stupidity and not one person not one person 
was lost. Not one person died. Nothing was missing. Nothing was broken, probably. It didn't say nobody got hurt. The feelings got hurt. The pride got broken. But look at the timing. If Paul was not on that ship, why would God save it? Unless it was someone else. But God uses people. And so what I'm saying is Paul being the vessel, God was able to show up, show his glory right there in that ship in the midst of a storm. So blessings and sacrifice go hand in hand. So we probably need to be careful when we say we want a blessing from the Lord because it honestly means that we can't do it. We cannot do it on our own. We need him to do it. It's usually uncomfortable. The situation, we need God to miraculously get us out of it. And so, guys, I don't know where you are in your journey. I don't know if you need a miracle. I don't know if you need a blessing. But know, sis, that it is uncomfortable, but you just keep on trusting God. And we can do it together. <laughs> so, if you want the Self-Sufficient Housewife series, yes, that is my 12-month calendar and reward system as well as my three month or 90 day planner it is on amazon right now if you want the other goodies that come with it um the the self-sufficient housewife kit that is actually on my etsy shop okay etsy shop all of my links i can put it in here um in the information box but if you go to my ig excuse me, and go to my bio, my link tree is in there, and you can click on my Etsy shop or my Amazon store. It really doesn't matter. But at the Etsy shop, you're going to get the calendar, you're going to get the planner, you're going to get one of my journals, you're also going to get a glitter notebook that I hand decorated myself. <laughs> you're going to get the beautiful diamond top ink pen. I'm going to say that again, y'all. It's an ink pen. With a little diamond on top. It's super cute. You have to get one. Um, you're going to come with a pair of glitter scissors. And what else? It's a coaster in there. The coasters are beautiful. And a beautiful mug or um, a glass tumbler. Okay? But everything um, in my Etsy shop is hand decorated by me. So, I am not on Amazon selling it yet. Um, Lord willing, I will be able to, like, get, I guess, I don't want to say better production. But, you know, Amazon, that's millions of people. You know what I mean? It's no way I'm going to be able to keep up with orders. So, Lord willing, I will grow to that point. Right now, just my books are on Amazon. But the reason why I mention that is because I'm really trying to stay focused. All right. I've been slipping. If y'all have been waiting for my podcast to download, you notice that Friday at 6 a.m. It haven't been showing up. And I'm, I'm sincerely sorry at the bottom of my heart. And I want to give y'all this testimony. It was three weeks ago I put out a YouTube video. 
two YouTube videos three weeks ago. They got two views each. In three weeks, two views. As soon as I put it out, um, a couple days ago, I got six views. But my point is, is I made a decision to keep going. If you want to go deeper in this, go back to my previous podcast episode. It's called, Did You Quit or Did You Lose? Go listen to that and you'll understand further what I'm talking about in the battle I've been in. It hasn't been easy um, and like it's, it's usually something going on that I have to overcome and I don't want to say I got tired but I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know if I wanted to deal with it. Like, do I really want to sacrifice anymore? You know, I used to wake up two in the morning sometimes, three in the morning, four in the morning, and just pray, spend time with God. And I really didn't see no results. I'm going to be honest. And so when when I kind of slowed down, and it was it wasn't... On purpose, it was accident. Um, when I went to visit my husband, actually, our whole schedule was off. I was really asking myself, do I want to pick it back up? Do I want to sacrifice at that level? Like, why am I doing it? It's not even reaping me no benefits. And so I was questioning if I wanted to really continue to make the sacrifice when it comes to YouTube. The time I had to put into it, the editing I had to put into it. And because my phone doesn't hold a lot of storage, I have to consider that. Like I have to make a video, upload one, erase it, make another one, upload one. Like it's a little bit more challenging than what others may be going through. You know what I mean? So everything is usually more work more time and I was just really really asking myself not God do I want to continue this Etsy let me tell y'all this y'all probably heard me on my last episode I tried to upload um, my Etsy shop a month maybe two months ago I created all of these products two months ago in the summertime maybe three months ago because I thought I was going to be able to show up at my local like farmer's market, right? So I'm spending all of my money, y'all, to try and get my business off the ground. And so it didn't work out. I have four kids. There's no way that I'm going to be able to sit in the hot sun and have business. Like I don't, at this point, spending all my money, I don't even have change to give the people if they want to purchase. Like, so it was a few different things as to why I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it this year. However, let me try Etsy. Well, when I opened my account, everything was fine. I'm trying to upload my pictures. Nothing. I'm going to say that again. Nothing budge. And I knew it was a spiritual warfare. Because this has been happening to me the entire time. I'm not lying, y'all. I was trying to write my book and literally my words were erasing because the backspace was just 
going on the computer. Nobody's touching the backspace except for Satan. <laughs> Nobody's touching it. It kept erasing. I knew it was a spiritual warfare. When stuff like that happened and nobody can explain it, my keyboard wasn't working, um, was just brand new keyboard because my daughter actually spilled water on my other keyboard, on my laptop, actually. And I, I chose to praise God. I said, okay, God, I know my promotion is around the corner because too much stuff is happening and hindering me from getting this book out. It's too much stuff. Hallelujah. It was a touchscreen. <laughs> it was a touchscreen computer. So I really didn't need the bottom. And I praise God. Because I know I can pick up the signs now. And so when my brand new keyboard. Uh-huh. Wireless. When that wasn't working. And the, um, and the mouse that came with it. When that all of a sudden wasn't working, I said, okay. Like, I know it's spiritual warfare. And when that happens, I stop, y'all. Essie was not letting me upload my pictures. I didn't fool with it. I went. I enjoyed my husband. Um, we actually got to spend a whole month with him. It was only supposed to be a week. We spent a whole month with him because, again... Things were happening down there. We couldn't come back to VA. I come back to VA. My, uh, I found out the news that my cousin passed away. So I had to come back up here very quickly. My mom's still dealing with her issues. So, so on and so forth. We're here. We're here. We've been here about three, maybe two, three weeks, maybe three weeks now. Um, I'm about to go back and see my hubby. <laughs> So, I've had an attitude a lot. However, I have not given up. I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to encourage you guys as best as I can because it is. Something's going to test you. You really trying to build your empire? And you're really trying to get the gospel out. And you're really trying to impact and inspire your family. You're trying to raise your children to love God and love people. You're going to be tested. You want to write your book. You know, um, God gave you just a beautiful message. Yeah, you're going to be tested. <laughs> but you can do it, sis. You can do it. Satan has not ever once stopped me. Only I can stop me. So I'm going to tell you, only you can stop you no matter what has happened. Again, I could not upload. I could not go to the farmer's market. Does that mean I cannot sell my stuff? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I started sharing pictures on um, my Instagram. Nobody's bought anything yet. But what I'm saying is you don't stop. You don't make those little hiccups and situations stop you. So I love you all. I'm going to let y'all go. Be beautiful. Be wise. Be all that God created you to be. And I'll see you in my next video. I love y'all.